Yeah, I got uh, notifications popping up from Facebook left and right um, because we are adopting a new dog. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, all right, cool. So uh, <laughs> I came up with, I suggested a name for it, and Elise immediately shot it down. She's like, you can't pick a name for a dog until you meet it. And I'm like, I'm just putting this out there in the ether so you keep it in mind. And uh, we're going, we're trying to adopt a one-eyed beagle. Oh, cool. So I was like, <laughs> my first suggestion was Nick Furry. Oh. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, absolutely not. Oh, my like, God. Great name. That's perfect. That is perfect. That is, that is a fucking awesome name for a dog. <laughs> so, but we'll see. <laughs> so I went out. So I went out and um, on another Facebook group that I'm, I'm on, it's, it's like a, a comic book. Um, sort of podcast and a bunch of other just nonsense. I, I, I put it out there. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm looking for a name for a dog with one eye. I already came up with Nick Furry and got shut down. And uh, they gave me, like, a list of so many fucking just ridiculous names of, like, uh, uh, what the hell was one of them? They, like, one guy said, oh, Cyclops, like Scott Summers. And the other guy's like, no, Spot Summers. I'm like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lots of... Classics like Snake Pliskin. And I was going to say Snake Plisk Fur. <laughs> so I know. I'm going if, to. If anybody comes up with any, just let me know. Maybe I'll put this in the podcast and see if anything comes in. Yeah. You should. Yeah, you should. That sounds like a proper good laugh, actually. <laughs> yeah. So if you come up with any goods for all, any good names for a one-eyed dog, email or put them on the put them on the uh, the group page instantly, and I'll be all over them. Was that a fart? Go. Was that a fart or a belch? Uh, I think it was a belch. Ah, that's all right then. Oh, that's all right then. Great. I might shit my pants this morning. Oh, lovely. I had a lot of spinach in the last two days. Spinach is good. What do you mean a lot? Well, I'm on keto still. I've lost like Mm -hmm. 20 pounds. So for lunch, I usually make an Alfredo sauce, which consists of a whole can of uh, spinach. That shitty, gross, boogery-looking spinach. Oh, yeah, sure. I throw that in there with... um, Organic heavy heavy cream, Parmesan Romano, uh, a stick of butter, and Jesus Christ, bacon bits. This is a diet. Yeah, I lost twenty <laughs> pounds on it. It's fantastic, but Holy that spinach, shit. man, that goes through me like shit from a goose. So no, I mean, why not use like fresh spinach? Uh, I'm lazy, and since I could just throw this in the pot as I'm making the Alfredo sauce, it saves me like five minutes. And yeah. I don't have to dirty up another pan. No, that's that's true. One thing I one thing I used to do is I used to get the frozen spinach. You know, they come in that little square box or the little rectangular box in the frozen vegetable section. Okay. Um, but then what you want to do is you want to let it thaw out so you can just squeeze all that water out, then yeah. throw it in the yeah. The the smell is just so ungodly for me. And I I used to have I used to make cream spinach and I put sour cream and cream cheese in a pan and I would just mix it all together. But the mm-hmm. smell is just getting to me and it's just like it's fucking gross. That's how we used to that's how we used to do the um, spinach and cheese sauce in the restaurants. Is um we'd make up a cheese sauce and just chuck a load of spinach in there. Yeah, um, I mean it's a way to go. I mean, if you're on a mm-hmm. high fat diet like me, I mean it's perfect. 
So I'm glad we got the recipes out of the way. Yes. The recipe section of the podcast is taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) All right. we'll, We'll get started quick so we can actually get moving on on this thing. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Uh, Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. Uh, This is episode 49. 49, folks. One more to the big 5-0. And then we could say we finally made it into the upper echelon of uh, podcast recording people. Legends. Um, yeah, legends, right. Yeah. <laughs> dozens of subscribers, <laughs> literally dozens. Do you mean a dozen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're here to talk shit about each other and movies and whatever else happens to come up. Um, joined by my co my co-host as always, Mr. Michael Whittemore and Shane Smith. Uh, boys, I think we're uh, how are we doing this morning? Are we up and ready for action, or are we hindered by something? We're up. We're I'm up. up. I'm awake. I'm alert. I think. Um, yeah, it's um, 18 minutes past five in the UK for me. So <laughs> a balmy 33 degrees. Traffic's moving pretty well. <sighs> yeah. My bowels are moving pretty spectacularly also, so that's always good. Fuck. Well, I'm feeling like shit. You could probably hear it in my voice. I'm all nasally and uh, congested and just feel... I think it's the allergies are kicking in, pollen starting to flow. And I saw my first yeah, I saw my first wasp today. And oh, really? Was he going to church? No, he was flying <laughs> through my flat and the Ziggy was chasing him. Wait, are you so, guys... Do you have guys actually have warm weather by you? Yeah, Mike, it was 75 degrees yesterday and 35 degrees the day before that. Yeah, like Thursday for uh, us, it was like 70 in Chicago, and the next day it was like 40. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's yeah. going on? Today, today's actually a little chilly. It's, uh, I don't know, I haven't been, out, been outside much, but I guess it's somewhere in the high 40s. <sighs> Ridiculous. So. But yeah, it's uh, it's been sucking, so anyway, we'll uh, we'll get... Something accomplished today. There we go. We got that done. Ooh, that's a good Yay. one. Thank you. Quite proud of that. So, <laughs> so that's that's actually a rarity for Shane. I think usually Shane's the one that Shane's the one that's farting all the time. Yeah, it's usually myself and Mike burping. Oh, I've got plenty of farts burning as well. So there'll be plenty of those. I fucking missing out on that. <laughs> yeah. No. No. You you destroy us on farts. I think. Yeah, that's that's pretty up there. Yeah, I destroy myself because they fucking stink. Time to open a window. Let the wasps in. Dude, the window's open. I had to shut the door a few minutes ago to stop Ziggy from going out and annoying the neighbours. I've got a new neighbour and Ziggy hasn't left him alone. Poor bastard. (laughs) He's like, oh, now I got a new cat. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking cats, man. Yeah. 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 So we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. You can hit us up on our Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Uh, our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. 
Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on each of us individually are on Twitter and um, what do you call it? Instagram and other things. And if you're listening to us, um, you could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher probably, and there might be another one I'm forgetting, but that's the, those are the big ones, right? Yeah. That one doesn't matter. Yeah, right? Although, I think we could get on Spotify now. I might try that sometime. I don't know what's required. I haven't really looked into it. That would probably be a good idea, because Spotify is increasingly getting popular. Yeah, I use Spotify for music, so. Yeah, so do I. Um, but yeah, so what have you guys been up to lately? Anything interesting? Anything you've been reading, watching, listening to? Shane, oh, me? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I've still been doing my uh, one horror movie a day, and it's it's getting pretty uh, a pretty big chore now. That I've hit like 308 movies, and it's I'm trying to hit 500 by August. So I'm Jesus, trying to watch, trying to watch like two a day now, and that's you just, know there's only 365 days in here. <laughs> yeah, but just I just want to hit 500, just to say I did. Um, other than that, the new Ghost album just was available for pre-order, and they have a song called "Rats Out." What the fuck was that? <laughs> Don't oh, you dare! Shane. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you dare do this, Shane. Shane, do you have an opinion on Ghost? What's going oh, on there? Uh, most underrated band I've ever heard of, or overrated band. Ah, he said underrated of. first. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you said underrated. Oh, we got um, the audio, folks. We got the audio. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, I agree with Shane. They're very underrated, and underrated. and uh, every one of their albums is so different from one another. It's fantastic, and the new album, it, I don't really enjoy that much of the new song but i'm hoping the rest of the album's better i still pre-ordered the vinyl um if you're a fan of the band gruesome which is an old school death metal band they have a new album coming out and what else have i been doing i have been going to school five days a week i've been working five days a week i've been working out five days a week and i'm about to put a bullet in my head tomorrow oh nice but semester is over in like three weeks, so then I'll be able to not have time with two jobs. But Mike, that's, that's going to fuck up our 50th podcast. Can you save it till after that? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. I'll do it on the podcast. <laughs> the grand finale. At the end. After, <laughs> after the fart video. I'll just, <laughs> nothing else to live for. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> What the hell? I've been playing something, too, and I forgot. Oh, I've been playing Fallout 4 again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just a fucking fantastic game. A lot of people hate on it, but I think it's great. Yeah, I don't get why, because uh, I've, I've heard that same hatred from people before. And I'm like, if you liked Fallout 3, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much Fallout 3, but upgraded things. Yeah, the DLC is kind of iffy. Um, I like the uh, Automata DLC. It's like a whole bunch of like rogue robots are around the Commonwealth trying to kill you. And that's fun. Uh, but I, I see a lot of people saying that there's a lot of fetch quests and a lot of just like, oh, go here, get this, come back. But the the settlement building is just awesome. And, um, I'm going to buy it again on PC so I could have a little more mods than the Xbox version. But Yeah, Fallout mods are ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like what Bethesda's do. doing, though. They have like this creation club thing now, and I don't know if it's on PC or not. I think it is. But they actually charge you for mods now, like certain mods. So you can support the creators making these mods normally, 
And there's also free ones, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're like charging you like four bucks for like this kind of mod or four bucks for this. And so, if I remember right on the PC, because it's been a while since I heard about this, and I don't really play Skyrim or anything like that, um, but the, somebody modded a way around the creation mods thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> And that's the last I remember hearing about it and thinking, well, that's funny. Well, initially, initially Bethesda was like, hey, we're going to do this. And people were like, no, don't do it. And they made, like, Skyrim or I think this is the story. They, like, made Skyrim or the Creation Club software on Steam get, like, an overwhelmingly negative review. And uh, Bethesda was like, okay, well, we're not going to do it anymore. And then they just rolled it out anyway. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I don't use mods too often. But for Fallout 4, I probably would on PC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. all I got really going on for me. How about you, Shane? Anything good? I have been <clears throat> listening to lots of music. Um, lots of um, digging out the old soundtracks. Um, I've been... I bought... And this is Mike's fault. Entirely Mike's fault. But <laughs> I got the... Um, Waxwag Records have just issued the triple coloured vinyl It soundtrack from the 1990 version of the film stroke show. Um, and it's a triple gatefold sleeve with three coloured vinyls, red, yellow and blue. And with shipping, it should have been $63, um, but thank you to the UK um conversion rates it only cost me 45 pounds so that was a winner so i should be getting that in a few weeks um i have just recently purchased on cd the latest alice cooper album paranormal which (laughs) um which i have to say is actually really fucking good it's a pleasant surprise um it's it's just a really cool metal album, actually. Does it have his Jesus Christ superstar performance on it? No. Oh. But um, the version I've got has got two discs, and the second disc has a live set with the original Alice Cooper band, which I'm surprised about because I thought half of them were dead. Um, <laughs> that is a good um, surprise. <laughs> and uh, he's he's recorded two new tracks with the original band. But... Ironically enough, I talk about thinking half of them were dead. Um, not long ago, I think it was the original drummer passed away. So that kind of puts a bit of a crimp on his plans. Rumour has it he was planning a new world tour with the original band. Uh, so that's gone a bit tits up. Um, what else have I been buying? Yeah, lots of soundtrack albums. Um, I picked up Get Out the other day. On Blu-ray, and I watched that the other one. That was a good one, Mike. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, I picked up Get Out the other day. Watched that Friday night. It's all right. I don't know why people were raving about it so much, but I think you, uh, Shane. I think you're confused. I think you mean Oscar award-winning Get Out. <clears throat> yeah, that. I don't know why it won an Oscar, but you know, it's it's not a bad film. It's not the greatest film I've seen, but yeah, it's all right. Um, I've got a copy. Actually, I do have to have give a shout out to uh, Miguel. Is it who's written into the podcast a couple of times? He listens in. Um, 
<clears throat> he uh, sent me a copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Blu-ray. Oh, mine's is... coming in. Shit. Yeah, mine's coming in. Which I watched it. The, I watched it the other day. I've forgotten how cheese tastic it is. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking great. That's one hundred percent. It's awesome. I love it. I was chuckling away while I was watching that. Um, so I got that. Yeah, so I thank him for that. I also thank him for the Evil Dead soundtrack he sent me um, for the, the new Evil Dead 2013. Um, a rather beautiful, it's green, it's brown clear vinyl with green splatters and it's limited to one of 500. And Excellent. it's kind of beautiful. So I was very pleased with that. And also, Ryan, since I found out that he had actually been conversing with you on what kind of stuff he should get me, that was a nice subtle one, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to hide him, but it's not really <laughs> all No, no that, was, that was subtle. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like burping into your shirt, like no one will notice. <laughs> but yeah, um, and obviously, yeah, so thank you very much, Miguel, for that. That was very kind of you. That was very awesome. Um, I'm trying to think what else, I, what else I've been doing. Um, trying to stop the cat from assaulting the neighbours, not watching any TV, and just um, making lots of notes. There you go. Yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. I've been bad. slammed in the last week with fucking work. I've been away for a whole week. Probably yeah. why I'm sick now. I'm stuck outside all day. Um, but lately I've been playing Overwatch cause I started that and that's been pretty fun. They just came out with a new, um, uh, well, I guess what do you call it? A new add on for, uh, or sort of a temporary add on for it. That's pretty good. And, um, yeah, playing that a little bit, watching some movies. Uh, I don't know. I'm forgetting. Oh, there was one band I wanted to ask you about Mike, if you had heard of these guys before. I just randomly came across them on Reddit one day. It's called uh, Doctor Living Dead. Oh yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, it's it's like an old school thrash band, but they're from now. Actually, I have. Let's see. I'm doing. If, if I a if feature... I had to describe them, if I describe them as anything, it's like suicidal tendencies with like a sprinkling of like Anthrax or a little Slay or something like that. I'm doing a upcoming. Uh... I think I'm doing an upcoming video with Amy soon about like mm -hmm. metal, like horror music. And I have okay. them in my notes. I never really Sweet. listened to them though, but I put them in there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to them a little bit this, the last uh, week or so it's, it's good stuff. If you like suicidal tendencies, cause they sort of have that, you know, where they'll, it'll be like that sort of punk thing where the guy will be talking and maybe like a little bit of a, a rap inspiration. And then the background vocals are all the guys chanting the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I like that though. I love, um, so that's been good. But um, other than that, probably not a whole lot. Just uh, getting ready for the podcast and working my ass off, wishing I was home, not working. But that's the way it is. So let's get into our topic for today. And this is one, Shane, about how long would you say that you wanted to do this topic for? Almost two years. <laughs> I'll say this is episode 49. I think you suggested this for episode two. I did. I knew you fucking scummer. said no. <laughs> so I'm still not quite sure how well this is going to go, only because our topic this time is uh, horror soundtracks. Yeah. 
And the only reason I've been hesitant on this is because we cannot play the music on our podcast or we will, we will be DMCA'd and taken down. Yeah, well, the idea, basically, obviously, we're not going to be playing any music, so you won't get any of that. We're talking about horror soundtracks. Okay. That's the plan. Because um, hence me saying I've been listening to a lot of soundtracks this week. And now here's the comical part of the whole thing. You know, I said to you the other day that... Um, I was um, doing, I had two films that I was going to choose. Yeah. I chose them and then I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And I chose one and completely forgot to choose the other one. So I might have to go back to my original um, idea of doing a uh, one of the original films I was going to talk about. But um, yeah. The, well, the good news is, Shane, I forgot all the films you mentioned. So Same. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you guys, do you know what, right? I love you guys. You're fucking awesome. But you're fucking useless when it comes to this shit. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Keep track of every time you change your mind on what, on what I you're going to do during once. a podcast? Once. But anyway, so to stop me ranting, um, yeah, the, basically I've been wanting to do horror movie soundtracks podcast for quite a while. Um so it's just obviously because it's part of the horror genre, you know, soundtracks go hand in hand with movies. And not only that, I've had quite a fair few responses from people on Instagram, yeah. Twitter and Facebook as well. And I've been going through the list of what people have wanted to mention. But I'm going to yeah. go. That was a good. Who was that? We're gonna play. Videos. I was gonna say we're gonna play. Guess that burp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should, we should do that for the um, for episode fifty. You know, for the the special at the end. You know, that extra special scene. Yeah. The only the problem end. is, is that every time uh, that like there's a burp, the other two people start immediately laughing. That's just too fucking funny. Hey Shane, I uh, I was telling Val that we're doing this, and she said she uh, recommended you to do the mutilator. Actually, I've just seen her comment on uh, my Instagram post, so <laughs> I just got the notification for that. So that's, that's pretty funny. That movie's garbage. The mutilator. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I think uh, the first film we're going to I want to talk about. Soundtrack wise, is John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm-hmm. Because basically, this soundtrack for me, it's because The Fog is one of my all time favorite John Carpenter films. The soundtrack for me goes hand in hand with it. And I can't watch The Fog without encapsulating the soundtrack as well. Because it fits it so perfectly. It's the atmosphere of it. It's creepy as fuck. And it's also inspired several musicians over the years who have admitted that John Carpenter's work has been part of their makeup, which is fantastic. Um, so I don't know if, I mean, for instance, like Marilyn Manson's album, Hollywood, there's the opening track, Counter Six and Die. And it has a piano refrain that sounds exactly like the John Carpenter piano piece from the opening theme of The Fog. Um, 
so it's inspiration more than anything but this film soundtrack the cues are perfect it's all synthesizer it's all analog you know you get the occasional guitar piece you get the piano everything about it is creepy it's eerie it's atmospheric and it fits the mood of the film absolutely perfectly and I can safely say that The Fog is probably one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. Um, <clears throat> everything about it is just perfection. Um, and John Carpenter has been, I think he went on record because it was between him and Deborah Hill, um, who obviously they wrote and directed the film, and it was John Carpenter who actually did the soundtrack itself. And he did it over a period of about four days, I think. Um, so it just goes to prove how into his music he is and what kind of a man he is because he just concentrates on doing his work. And he does it in such a fucking great way. But I like. Is there, is there a yeah, specific scene? Maybe you want to call out that's uh, oh, let me see. Oh. the soundtrack really stands out. Well, it's when they're um it's at the campfire at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, because that that music sets it up for me. Um it's the Matthews ghost story. It's like two minutes and forty five seconds long. And you just sit there and it just you just get you're like you're there at the campfire. Because the mood of the music, the scene itself, and him, what was it, the old guy talking to the kids around the campfire. And you just get caught up in it so much. And then it's like you're actually sat at the campfire with the kids. Because that's how it feels to me. It just it just reels you in. And it, it just feels... Perfect in every way. I get I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Actually, <laughs> that's how much people, that's people how... can't see this, but Shane's got his, his camera on and he's flailing his arms <laughs> up and down. I've never seen him so animated. <laughs> it's music, man. It's, it's like music is my passion, and you know, it's, it's music for me is my number one. Horror movies is my number two, and that I will quite happily admit. Yeah. So for me, it's just, I think, certain scenes and certain um, musical cues throughout the entire film, just, they just work it together so perfectly. I love it. Yeah, if there's if there's one thing Carpenter can do, it's, it's build tension with music and stuff like that and set a tone. Mm. That's uh that's something he's absolutely mastered in in his and especially his eighties run runs of movies, you know. I mean that's why they call him the horror master. You know, because yeah. he knows how to do it. He does it perfectly. He writes his own soundtracks. Every film that he's done, he's written the soundtrack for. But, so do you think this that you think this is Carpenter's best musical work? I do. Yeah, I do. I mean I've got a few of his what uh, soundtracks. Well mm-hmm. I say I've got a few of his soundtracks, I've got a few of his films. And trying to get the soundtracks for these, you know, just on CD, it's, let's just say, it's fucking expensive. Um, because I was looking at a copy of Prince of Darkness not long ago, and they wanted £65 just for oh the CD. God. And I was like, do you know what? I love the film, but fuck off. 
I'm not paying that for, you know, for that. So it's, um, I might have to try and parallel it somehow, you know, if I can. But um, I just love his work because, I mean, obviously I grew up in the 80s. So for me, it's like I grew up around the time of like synthesizers and stuff like that. So for me, it's, um, I just love the synthesizer work that he does on yeah. his soundtracks and, you know, everything about his work is just special. You know, it is really special. I mean, obviously, in the 90s and the 2000s, the 2000s, he changed it up by starting using real instruments like guitars, bass and drums and stuff, where the stuff he did in the 80s, he, he used that, but he also encapsulated the synthesizer work, which was pretty impressive. Um, but, I mean, there's just so much to love about the soundtrack for The Fog. Because I, yeah. rec I recently picked up the 2012 um, reissue, the expanded edition. Um, it's There's something like an additional 20 tracks on the CD, um, which is worth picking up, in my opinion. Because an additional 20 tracks? Yes. 20 tracks that were not featured on the original soundtrack album. It's basically, it's on two discs. So it actually is, there's almost two hours worth of music on the expanded edition CD. So it is worth, wow. it's worth picking up. Yeah. Mm, I think so. so uh, now, Mike, I already know your answer to this question. Um, I know that this probably isn't your first choice of John Carpenter music. Correct. How do you, how do you, how do you feel like the fog ranks in, in the Carpenter world? <clears throat> Uh, movie-wise or soundtrack? Uh, let's just go with soundtrack-wise for now. Um, it's been a very long time since I've seen The Fog, but from what I remember, I really enjoy the soundtrack, but it's, like you said, it's not my favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. but, you know, Carpenter didn't do the Thing score, so... That's true, but he did write music for it. Yeah. But, um, if we're talking about, like, The Fog on the list of, you know, scores and soundtracks. And yeah, I'd, I'd put up there as it being really good, but it's, it's really like splotchy to me in my mind. I got to revisit mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, in my head, I can't put the main theme like in my brain right now, but that could be because I've been listening to so many stupid soundtracks lately yeah. that like everything's sort of mixing together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, obviously Carpenter's a legend, you know, I mean, even if, even if you just mentioned Halloween, that theme instantly pops in everybody's head. You know what that sounds like. You hear it a million times. They still use it today. What's it? Uh, Trent Reznor did that um, that cover of it last year, right? Yeah, yeah the remix. The, that's that's probably one of the best things that Trent Reznor has done for a long time. Yeah, because Halloween is one of my favorite theme tunes from a movie. Every time I hear it, I automatically get goosebumps, and I just want to watch Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's the same when I when I listen to something from The Fog. If I hear something, there's like a cue from The Fog in a film or on a TV show. I was like, right, that's it. Cancel everything. I need to watch The Fog. And that's literally it. That's what I, what I do. I'm, I'm kind of like um, a squirrel. You know, it's like, oh, look, there's something on the TV. Oh, look, there's a squirrel. And I'm just, I have to change everything, you know, move, like, run to the CD, run to the DVD player grab both, which one do I, do I watch or do I listen and all this kind of stuff. And obviously I'll watch the film and then I'll listen to the CD afterwards. So it kind of kills a night. <laughs> but 
for me, it's uh, soundtrack. Well, like I said before, soundtracks for me go hand in hand, and I always concentrate on the score as well as watching the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something that I definitely probably should pay more attention to. Mm-hmm. That I, I probably do less of when I'm watching a movie. I'm more like cinematography, acting, dialogue. The score is always just sort of in the background for me. But it, it, it you know, it's it builds the whole scene of, of wherever the characters are and what the mood should be at the time. It, it does is, everything. yeah, that's right. And um, I think a lot of people, you're right. I mean, you're like you say. I mean, you don't really pay too much attention to the score, but there's a lot of people who don't. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, the music was okay. They concentrate on songs. Obviously, a yeah. lot of songs get used in films. And that's great because, I mean, you, I've, some of my favourite songs have been featured in films. I've heard songs in a film, and I'm like, that's a really good tune. Why have I never heard it before? And then I go and look for the rest of the band's material or stuff like that. But um, I always I love listening to the scores, you know, because, like you say, it's, it's an atmosphere builder, Sometimes it can build some tensions, great tension, um, very tense scenes in the fog as well. Yeah. And the movie, the soundtrack itself just fits it perfectly. Everything about it is just great. Awesome. All right. Well, great start there, Shane. Thank you. Uh, let's go with let's go with one of yours, Mike. What's uh, what movie did you have to um, choose first? Well, I picked two movies, but uh, one's going to have a soundtrack and like bands, and the other one's going to be a score. Um, yeah, so that, that was something we had just dis- we discussed earlier on, uh, and even on I think the Facebook page, people were like, "Well, what do you mean? Do you mean the scores, or do you mean the collections of music?" And it's just like whatever, yeah. either yeah. or. So, uh, so yeah, let's go in whatever one you want. Yeah, so I picked uh, one in one, and the first one I want to talk about is the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, mm-hmm. which yes. for the longest time was like my favorite soundtrack ever. Um, came out in two thousand three. And I was, let's see, 12 or 14. I was 15 years old when it came out. Oh, my God. And that soundtrack alone really helped shape my uh, entire music uh, interest. Uh, before that, when I was like 13, I started getting into metal music a lot. And I was into, the, I was that Hot Topic kid you saw in the malls. I had the long black pants and the chains. And I, I loved Slipknot and Mushroom Head and all those, all those <laughs> bands. I, Slipknot was my favorite band ever. And I could tell you everything about them. And, and then um, they started putting themselves on more and more soundtracks. And this soundtrack came up and it was just coming out. I didn't see the movie, but I just knew the soundtrack because Roadrunner was doing it. And so there's a lot of Roadrunner artists, which an old, this is like the middle grade of Roadrunner. It's not the amazing eighties Roadrunner, but this is like the two thousands new metal Roadrunner. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was into. And I heard Slipknot was supposed to uh, put a new song out that they've never put out before. That's that was recorded back in 99 called snap. And I was super excited for it. I immediately went to the store and bought it. And uh, later I found out 14 of these songs out of the 20 were not released previously, which was awesome. Um, This is like an entire, this is like my, uh, freshman sophomore year music in a nutshell. I mean, you got El Nino, you got Kill Switch Engage, Spine Shank, Mushroom Head, Hatebreed, Slipknot, Chimera, uh, Seven Dust, Murder Doll, Stone Sour, uh, Blank Theory, Nothing Face, uh, Shitty In Flames after they sold out, uh, Lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, 
<laughs> not good in flames, folks. The shitty in flames. <laughs> Typo negative. And, and I say that because in flames was like back in the day, they used to put out such unique and beautiful music. And then they just kind of were like, hey, these bands are doing that. We're going to do that too. And now they make like elevator music. Um, elevator music. <laughs> but uh, It's funny you say that. I just heard a, a newer in flames song pop up on my Spotify the other day. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Right. And I went back and I'm like, what if you in flames if you listen to like very early stuff like their uh their um ep subterranean it's like yeah. it's st- extremely different it's what the the band that's why they got popular because of their amazing early work and then they you know make stuff they have now but i digress um uh cold chamber the lead singer cold chamber had a side project he was coming out with called devil driver Mm-hmm. And they're releasing an out, al- or they're releasing a song called "Swinging of the Dead," only available on this uh, album. It was before their debut album came out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So there was actually a website dedicated to the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack where you could listen to all the songs before the album came out. It was awesome, <laughs> and I went to that website so many times every day, and I was just playing "Swinging the Dead" and. Mike Patton from Faith No More is on a song with Sepultura called The Waste. Um, It's just, there's so many good songs on this album. And I still put it in from time to time. And it's like such a throwback to like my high school days. It's completely what got me into the heavier stuff. And this is like my stepping stone album of metal. So where I like stepped over and like, okay, that's cool and all. But now I'm like into the more uh, intricate stuff and I, I can't I can't look back and be like, oh, all these bands are terrible now. It's like, well, they they really shaped my music taste. So it's a there's a, the songs I'd recommend if anyone would be interested. Uh, they got um, Slipknot's song "Snaps" pretty good. Chimera Army of Me, which wasn't released previously, from what I understand. Uh, Power Man Five Thousand is Bombshell. Um, Devil Driver Swing the Dead. El Nino's How Can I Live is really good. When Darkness Falls by Killswitch Engage. Lamb of God is their, uh, they have that 11th hour song on here, which is released. Uh, we Were Electrocute by Typo Negative is on here. Uh, but yeah, they're, it's a really good, like, different styles of the same, like, new metal that's on here. It's, it's a great soundtrack. I fucking yeah. loved, I love Typo Negative. So I remember, oh, yeah. I remember getting a bit. Getting a geek on when um, I don't type <laughs> negative on that. Yeah, and it's it's what's cool about it is all these bands they're like, hey, we're gonna put something on here that we've never released before, and like you know, more than half the album is unreleased stuff, which is awesome. See, I find yeah, it that- I find it really cool when artists do that. It's like here's an exclusive track you won't find it anywhere else. Yep. And then you get some bands they don't even add it onto their own albums. It's space exclusive. Yeah. So if you want that track, you have to go and buy that soundtrack album or something like that. Exactly. And I think yeah. Slipknot did that with Snap because I don't think Snap was Snap was released in 2003 on here. It was written during their uh, second album Slipknot, and um, I think they just released it onto like a best of CD like a couple right. of years ago. So See, up until 2003, it wasn't released, and then, like up until a couple of years ago, they didn't put on anything but the soundtrack. See, another one as well is because they did um, My Plague for the Resident Evil. Yeah, the remix. Yeah, see, I I really like that remix. I think that's a fucking cracking tune. Well, oh, yeah. The, the album version, is, I, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, it's a bit dull. You know, because I think it was, for me, Slipknot were one of those bands. I was like, oh, it's another fucking rap metal combo. Oh, yep. Fuck off, you know. 
and then I heard Isla, and I heard that I heard, I heard My Plague, but didn't really pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched Resident Evil, and I saw the video for My Plague because the video was like all well, live footage interspersed with like yep. scenes from the film, and I was like, "Fuck me, that's a good tune." And yep. then you know, I literally went so far as to buy the CD single of it, and you know I bought the Resident Evil soundtrack album as well. Um, and yeah, that's really- that's a uh, that's a very similar soundtrack. There's a lot more like uh, like uh, scores on it. Like yes. Red Queen, and it's like by the director and stuff. But you got like My Plague by Slipknot, the, a different remix. You got the fight song by Manson, which is a Slipknot remix with Sean yes. Grahan on it. You got Edema, yes. Fear Factory, Ramstein with, uh, you know, Hallelujah. Yeah. And uh, El Nino. And they have Method Man on there for some stupid reason. I know, right. But it was Crystal Method. <laughs> it was Crystal Method and Method Man. The Crystal uh, Method song is awesome on there. Yeah, because that's. Um, oh, fuck. Name of the Game by Crystal yeah, Method. That's the one. Yeah, see, that's a good tune because that track itself has actually been featured on a few um, soundtrack albums. Yeah, and also, the the sequel it was uh, in Blade Two as well. It was featured on. Yeah, and those yeah. all those movies back then had like really good like metal, like hot topic metal, like soundtracks. Even the yeah. Resident Evil Apocalypse soundtrack's pretty good. See, because the Resident Evil soundtrack for me, the reason it caught my attention was because all the score work was done by Marco Beltrami and Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And I can always remember those themes, those themes by Marilyn Manson were fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was That's... funny because I was watching it the other night and it was like those scenes, those theme tunes by Manson, they still get me. That's one of the few things I actually support Manson on. <laughs> I, I really grew out of his music, but his, his like score work on here is really, really well done. Yeah. Awesome. So Shane, did you have the uh, uh, Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack? I don't have the soundtrack. Um, it's one of those ones that kind of eluded me over the years. I mean, obviously, I know the tracks. I've heard the tracks. But um, looking at the Wikipedia page, there's like seven tracks that seven, eight tracks that didn't even make it onto the film. You know, or yeah. they used in the film that aren't even on the, yeah. on the CD. It's like there's another Spongebob track on there. There's a track mm-hmm. by Junkie X, Elk or Nightmares. There's also a Foo Fighters track called Come Back, which is used in the alternate ending on the Blu-ray, but not on the DVD version. By alternate... Yeah, okay, I know, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I absolutely loved this soundtrack too, Mike. Uh, I, was, I was already in college when this had come out, mm-hmm. but like... You know, I, I sort of knew most of the bands, but that Chimera song that's on there, I was like, holy shit, this fucking kicks ass. Oh, I yeah. went out and I bought, like, two Chimera albums because of that one song. Yeah, that album came out uh, during the Impossibility of Reason era, and I think that was, yes. I think that's Chimera's second album, and it's it's by far their, their best, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's actually a bonus track off their special edition of it, I think. Oh, okay. I just, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. And, but, like, it brought, you know, that was in my rotation of listening to. Back then, I had uh, an MP3 player that could hold, like, three albums, maybe. It was one of those, <laughs> it was one of those USB stick yeah, ones. Yeah, like, yeah. And I had, like, that. I had the Punisher soundtrack. The oh, yeah, I got one, that same one, too. Which, that was always in heavy rotation. Um, but, yeah, I, I and one su- that summer... I was working at an internship at a company doing computer work, transferring um, old hand-drawn 
uh, parts drawings into, uh, you know, scanning them and bring them into, into a PC. Mm-hmm. And I must have listened to Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, like, uh, ten times a day in a loop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's, you know, I only had so much space on that fucking thing, so. I think it's, I think the soundtrack's better in the movie in some parts. Yeah, uh, I think the movie... I think the movie accomplished what it went out to do mm-hmm. excessively well. Oh, yeah. Like, it it had no right to be even halfway decent, and it was 100% a fun time. So I think the movie is extremely successful, but I think the soundtrack was like... I, I don't know what the intention was when they were making it, where they were just like, oh, maybe we should get some, like, you know, hard, fast bands or something... And some genius came out and put this fucking thing together and, you know, hit knocked it out of the park. I can only imagine that must have been a big seller. It must have made a ton of money. I think, uh, what did it say on the Wikipedia page I was looking at earlier? I guess the album was in, like, number four in top soundtracks <laughs> in 2003. And it, was in, it actually hit the Billboard 200 at number 25. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I wish more, like, uh, soundtracks were like this, but I wish they would put, like, a little more... You know, a little heavier bands on there because while this is great for like Hot Topic and like that kind of era of soundtracks and music, I wish that there was like more like death metal and like black metal stuff out there now, like horror movies. Um, yeah, yeah but it is, it is sort of a sign of the times. Oh, you know it's what I mean? it's like, straight like out of two thousand three. Yep. Yeah. Like this absolutely fits. Soundtracks back then came and came. Like MTV two had these uh soundtracks called MTV two Headbangers Ball. And that yeah. was like one mm-hmm. of my first like soundtracks that I that I had. And it was just like a, an accumulation of all these like MTV two uh metal songs and it was just like this. I mean it's straight out of two thousand three. Do you know what? I miss Headbangers Ball. Oh yeah. I really do. Actually I miss old school MTV where they actually played music videos. Yeah. Well, that was like 30 years ago, Shane. And? Your point? (laughs) (laughs) My point is most of our audience hasn't been alive that long. (sighs) I would would tell people, though, that if they went to the Wikipedia page, because I'm looking at it now, the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, it says the genre has doom metal and death metal metal. on there, and there's no no doom metal or death metal on this. Actually, it's not going to doom metal wrong. Wait, what? I, I said, did they spell new metal wrong? No, it's N-U. Oh, okay. That's how well, it's supposed to be spelled. Type of negative would do. Yeah. That's I probably where the, Yeah, that's probably where they got that from. I think they're getting death metal from In Flames, which is... That, <laughs> that In Flames is very not death metal, but early In Flames is. I recommend Sorry. anyone stop what they're doing and listen to very early In Flames. Right, turn off our podcast. No, don't turn, turn off, off our podcast. podcast. Don't listen to Ryan. Don't turn the podcast off. Stop. Hey, we, <laughs> just... Listen, we've, ar- we've already got the play number from him already, so it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> just stay. <laughs> just turn this stupid podcast off and go listen to Jester Race, Lunar Strain, Horacle, Colony oh my by... God, Lunar Strain is so... That's still in my gym rotation. Really? Lunar Strain? Yeah, that's uh, that's the first album by In Flames. Yeah, that's it's fantastic, and this the fucking shit stain they put out now is just insulting. <laughs> All right, I think we've had enough enough fun bashing in flames. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mike, I I think this is one of the better 
uh, especially horror movies, but maybe one of the best horror movie soundtracks. That's a compilation of artists. I agree. So excellent choice. All right. I'm going to go for one of mine and my pick. Uh, the first one I got is sort of a halfway point between, uh, you know, a collection of artist songs and an actual <laughs> score. Um, Oh, is that a burp? What was that? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. No, that uh, wasn't for me. We do it so much, I, you're hearing him in your head now. I know. No, no, <laughs> <just doing> headphones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I chose 1985's Demons. Demons. Yes. Directed by Lumberto Bava. Produced and written by Dario Argento. This is not... Directed by Dario Argento, despite every time someone brings this up, they're like, oh, I love that Argento movie. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, he was heavily involved and he wrote it, but I don't consider this an Argento. It's, you know, yeah, he sort of got the thing done, but it's not his baby. Right. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is a fucking, just the movie itself is absolutely hysterical, over-the-top, zombie movie, excellent special effects. Blood and guts everywhere, just balls to the wall, crazy nonsense that goes on in the entire movie. It's one of the fastest paced movies that I can like think of. Like once it starts, it does not fucking stop until the credits roll. It just goes crazy the entire time. Um, and along with that goes just like this awesome soundtrack. Um, I'm gonna start with like the the score and stuff first. Uh, it was done. Um, let me see. I'm, I lost my fucking place in my notes here. Claudio Simonetti. Yeah, it was it was uh, written by Claudio Simonetti, um, who is probably most famous for being in the band Goblin, who is known for their soundtracks. And um, he he sort of makes these like they're they're very keyboard esque, very similar to uh, to what is somebody clipping their nails? No, no. I keep hearing this like snip. It might be my chair. Oh, I don't know. It sounded like someone clipping nails. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he does these great, like, um, uh, synthesizer keyboard songs, and he does a wide variety of of the types of music, And as they do in Goblin. It's not just one type of music that they produce. It's all this crazy progressive stuff. Sometimes it's slow and and melodic. Sometimes it's like a, a long epic song. Sometimes it's real short, just trying to get that little tone they have for one specific scene. Um, but he, he, he went out and tried to encapsulate sort of everything that was eighties pop and eighties rock at the time, like right in the mid eighties. And I guess he was led in that direction, uh, by Lumberto Bava, who was, who essentially, um, told Simonetti that he's like, listen, I'm going for the full eighties feel at this time. We're going to go with the heavy metal. We're going to go with the pop music. We're going to go with the rock. We're going to go a little bit of everything that's going on. So uh, Simonetti sort of followed that um, direction and came up with this like awesome score that sticks in your head after the movie, despite there also being a bunch of like popular bands with kick-ass songs in it. So he did a real great job on that. Oh, for a start, it's um, got but... Billy Idol. So yeah, right. So some of the some of the people on here, uh, we got Rick Springfield, Motley Crue, yeah. Uh, Pretty Maids, Go West, which is fucking just, I can't believe they're on a horror movie soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) The Adventurers, who I was not ever familiar with. Maybe you know them, Shane? Yeah, they're an Irish band. Oh, okay. Uh, Billy Idol, as you mentioned, of course. Yeah. Um, 
Accept, which I loved because who doesn't love a little fucking thrash metal thrown in, and uh, Saxon, which is another great. Except, sort of except is not thrash metal. You don't think Except is thrash? No. Really? Right. It's not. What do you think? That's speed metal. Uh, except uh, thrash is more like you know, like Slayer, like early Metallica and stuff. I wouldn't really put Except up there. Have you heard Fast as a Shark? No, I. They're more like I, I would say they're more like traditional <laughs> heavy metal. I mean, so they have some slow songs like "Balls to the Wall," but if you listen to like their albums, like a lot of them are just fucking speed riffs, double bass, just tearing it up and screaming. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I get all my metal genres mixed up, <laughs> and I never pay attention. I honestly never pay attention to anyone because I think ninety eight percent of the time they're all bullshit. Oh, like, oh, that's that. That's not that's not death metal. That's death cruise metal with a little hint of paprika on top. Well, there's so many bands out there you need that those subgenres. Yeah, but whatever. Okay, so they're not thrash metal. They're uh, how about I'll just go through a metal band from the '80s? Yeah, that'll that'll do. We can live for that. Can I say they play fast metal music, or is that not allowed? That's not allowed. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, that's cool. So anyway, no, but the, well, my my entire point of going over all these is it's not one type of like '80s music. It's fucking all over the place, man. You've got just these these ridiculous groupings. Fucking Rick Springfield. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's funny to say, but when you're watching the movie and they show like these different groups of people that are getting together and like you know when they're they're playing White Wedding with this this group of like um coke coke heads in a car that are like driving down the highway doing coke out of a coke can. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Uh, so it's so much fun. And um, I downloaded pretty you. I could not find a collection that had all of these songs in it. Apparently it used to be, you know, back in the days of cassettes and, uh, you know, original vinyl runs and stuff, you could get, uh, the album that had all these songs on it as well as the score. Yeah. But now, um, you can't find that anymore. They have re-released the score soundtrack, uh, which is great. And it's definitely worth listening to with a bunch of extra shit on it. Um, but the, uh, I, I essentially just sort of put together my own little list of, you know, just downloading the songs and put them in a playlist to listen to them. See, that's the kind of thing I used to do back in the day. Cause if I, if there was a soundtrack I really liked and I found the soundtrack in, in the shop, you know, they had it on vinyl or cassette, um, prime example would be, um, return of the living dead part two. Cause there is mm-hmm. there's songs on the soundtrack in the, fi- in the film, aren't on the cd or on the cassette right so i can remember getting somebody recorded me did me a copy of the cassette and they left enough space on the one side for me to search and add the other songs that i wanted so then eventually i got the complete collection of the songs from the film on cassette and unfortunately for me i no longer have that cassette because my brother lloyd um decided to put a box of my cassettes on top of a gas fire, forgot he'd put the cassettes on top, what? turned on the fire, thus destroying most of my cassette collection with all my soundtrack stuff in it. So, yeah, I don't have that anymore. Um, <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. I wasn't, so, there. I wasn't at the house at the time when it happened, so... Uh, well, that, that's that's a murdering offense. I mean, you probably would have been let off. Well, no, I made him 
buy me everything again. <laughs> so, right. um, but yeah, I, I love I love fucking demons. Uh, yeah. I think you should check it out. It's a fun soundtrack. It is it's a good soundtrack. Great, great movie. See, I, I mean, um, yeah, demons too was another good one as well. Now, our buddy uh, Warbeast also mentioned this when I was talking about soundtracks in one of the locations. I couldn't actually figure out where it was. It might have been on the uh, the, U, um, the UHM group or the uh, All You Need Is Blood group. Um, but he said the fast as a shark scene is pretty much the most badass scene ever. And I'm like, I agree. And if you watch that, you could, I'm sure it's on YouTube. If you look up Demons Fast as a Shark, I guarantee it's going to be up there. It's a dude riding a dirt bike inside a movie theater over yeah. the seats with a dirt bike carrying a katana and, and his girl on his back while it's playing fast as a shark and he's slicing up demons back and forth with a katana. Fucking blistering metal in the background. He's doing jumps over the fucking seats. It's like just the most insane thing you've ever seen in a movie. Blood spurting everywhere. Hysterical. That's like that's a standout moment of the movie. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got. What, what do you think of uh, uh, Demon Chain? I love Demons. I think it's one of those movies that's just classic, and the soundtrack fits it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But like you were saying about the soundtrack album, it's just every time I hear Rick Springfield, it's like the only song I know by him is fucking Jesse's Girl. So, it's, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so um, for me, it's like, oh, it's Rick Springfield, really? Oh, so no Jesse's Girl then. But um, I mean, you've got Billy Idol. And the Go West track is the most out of place song on that soundtrack album. <laughs> it is. It really is. So when I downloaded this and you put it in there, I never <laughs> listened to this song before without, you know, besides hearing it in the movie. Yeah. And I'm driving in my car and I'm like, somebody's going to see me listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're doing your arm waves and you're dancing along to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking funny, actually. But. I mean, it's a great film. And you talk about Demons, but Demons 2 um, has got some amazing tunes on it as well. There's obviously, yeah. being being an old goth, that I am, because I am old and I'm a goth, um, I mean, it's got stuff on there by fucking Love and Rockets, Dead Can Dance, Peter Murphy, Fields of the Nephilim, The Cult, um, Gene loves Jezebel and like Panic by the Smiths, which I think is the funniest scene in the entire film. But um, you know, I mean, this—they all had great soundtracks. I mean, for the for the time, for that for that time of um, of the decade when they were releasing those movies in the eighties, and they had some great alternative stuff on there. Yeah, awesome. Well, how about you, Mike? Do you ever see Demons? See, oh, I, I love Demons. Um, I love that movie. But like you, like you said earlier, I think soundtracks and the scores is something I need to pay more attention to. I always remember that Demons had this crazy soundtrack, um, especially you know when the all those hoodlums are in the car doing coke. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, it's it's something I really got to go back to and revisit. Um, I really need to start paying attention to soundtracks from now on. Because it's it's something that's like an afterthought for me. I'm, like you said, I'm paying more attention to what's going on in the movie than yeah. The music. I, I do the exact same thing, and I'm I'm never usually like paying attention to the, yeah. to the music anyway. Yeah, is that is that Bosch meowing in the background? No, that's my cat trying to get oh, in my in my room, and she's been doing that for when did we start the podcast? Eleven, so about an hour now. But she meow. She's uh, she's got what's what are the cats that meow a lot? 
Well, there's uh, Siamese. Yeah, she's um, got Siamese in her, supposedly. Uh, and she just, she does not shut the fuck up. Sounds like it. I, I love her to death, but holy shit. You should let her in. Let her join in. Okay, watch. This is what you're going to hear. Hold on. Now she's going to be quiet. <laughs> Maybe she will. You're going to hear little little meows now. There she Aww. goes. <laughs> she's like, nobody pays attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the soundtrack to our podcast. Going yeah. back on. Okay, everybody pay attention to the cat now. Yeah, that's, sure. why, that's, that's why I put her outside my room. But well, at least we're... you haven't got Ziggy. Actually, I don't know where Ziggy is. He's disappeared. There you go. We'll see Maybe she's like. heard the podcast with Ziggy and she wants to converse with Ziggy. Man, she jumped in my chair. Hold on a second. <laughs> Come on. We interrupt this broadcast. <laughs> I know. If we were taking a break, I would have gone and got a beverage. Oh, we're taking a break now? No. Candy, oh. actually. <laughs> what, what candy oh, no. Actually. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Take my headphones off and kick her out of my room. Um, uh, I was going to say we can do because I need piss. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan with no drawbacks. All right, boys. Back in a minute. Uh, uh. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking, Mike. What? Uh, as I went downstairs, I went down and I, I got a beer. And uh, I was like, oh, I'll grab one of these delicious New England IPAs. Then I'm like, oh, I was just uh, complaining with Mike about how metal people organize their fucking music into these bullshit genres and then i'm like yeah but i do this i do the same thing with beer i'm like no 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 this is a traditional new england yep. ipa see i never thought this about that that's hilarious this isn't some bullshit west coast ipa <laughs> that's funny i never put the two and two together that's funny like that's exact i do it all, all the time I'm like, oh no this isn't really a saison this is more of a farmhouse ale <laughs> all right what the fuck were we doing now i, I forgot um, I haven't thought of a second soundtrack as yet, so I'm gonna let. You... Are you fucking kidding me, no, Shane? Um, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and talk about your second soundtracks, and then by the end of that, I will hopefully have thought of a second soundtrack. Uh, I just want to point out, for the record, this podcast that Shane has been pushing for over two years, <laughs> he has not thought of a second movie yet, folks. I oh, know it's fucking shocking. <laughs> I've been concentrating on getting all the info from everybody else. And neglected to think of myself. Oh my god! All right, Mike, what do you got for your second one? Um, I picked the thing from 1982, and it's not only is my favorite movie, but um, the sound, the score to it is just fantastic. Um, it's done by, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Ennio Morricone. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think it's Ennio Morricone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's super but... Italian. That's <laughs> not, um, but I, I, oddly enough, I, I paid attention and I always loved the 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 score for this movie. But I always just assumed it was Carpenter. I didn't know that it was Ennio Morricone. Um, but what I when I really realized it actually is when the Hateful Eight came out and he did that score. And that yep. was just fucking beautiful. Um, and they were like, oh, he's used a, you know, a, um, a piece from an unused piece from The Thing. And I was like, he did The Thing? So I went back to it and I started listening to The Thing score a lot more. And man, this 
this thing just fucking bleed tension. The whole damn score is just perfect for this for this movie. It's like it's like the icing on the cake for this movie. There's plenty of scenes where I mean, it, it wouldn't have worked without the score, in my opinion. I mean, even the very, very, very last scene with, uh, I guess, spoilers, Keith David and uh, Kurt Russell. And you just hear that, you know, like, last, uh, like, bum bum thing. And it's it's just perfect. Um, I absolutely love the score. There's plenty of scenes that wouldn't have been good without it. Um, I, I don't know really much how to say a lot about this. It's just like... If you watch the thing, you're going to hear um, Ennio Maricone. And I yeah. and I heard that Carpenter didn't like like it, so he didn't use that much of his score in the movie. That's what I read, but I'm not sure if that's, mm-hmm. that's correct or not. Um, <clears throat> even if you just go to the YouTube and you just look up the thing, complete score, I mean, everything's on there with, their, with the, uh, the time set out, and you could put up, you could listen to any of them at any time and it's just it's just fantastic it's a great overall score to a great movie yeah and uh morricone is like he's a fucking genius when it comes to scoring movies mm-hmm. uh, i mean his work is just completely legendary but if you if you were just gonna stick to like the horror genre stuff from him i mean he's done um he's done a ton a ton of giallo films for for like pretty much everybody out there he he does a ton of scores for that spaghetti westerns all over the place left like all of them if you heard a great score in a spaghetti western or some type of western it's probably morricone which is the reason that uh tarantino went after him for the hateful eight because it's basically the thing plus a western yeah yeah so that made complete sense he also did well one of my favorite ones um i mean the movie's hilarious and cheesy but the 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 soundtrack's beautiful on it is uh orca Um, he did orca yeah, the killer whale movie. If you go back, if you watch the intro, like where it's going over the credits and stuff, you're like, wow, this is a really nice song. <laughs> I got, I got about, a, about, about a whale that goes back and gets revenge for his wife's aborted fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so like this score cool. is really what makes me want to like get into scores more and soundtracks more. But it's like I said, it's an afterthought for me for some movies. But then when you go back and see like a movie like The Thing, it's like, well, a lot of these scenes are perfect tension builders with the with the music. So. Yeah. Yeah, Morcone's um I think his most famous one is probably The Ecstasy of Gold. Uh that's that was just on a commercial recently. It may still be airing. I don't know what it's from. Like I mean I don't know what it's for. It could be health insurance. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but there's some some uh, commercial has that in it and it's the theme to um uh Good the Bad and the Ugly. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. And, and Metallica uses it for all their openings at every concert. Every time they come out, to, they come out to that one. Oh, I didn't know that was by him. That's cool. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, he's, he's fucking great. I love that guy. Joe, my brother, my oldest brother, Mark, had the soundtrack for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to it. Maybe I destroyed it when I was three years old or something. I'm not fucking sure. But... Did you leave it on a heater? No, I didn't. Um... <laughs> But I don't know. I remember him having it on vinyl. Actually, it's one of those one of those little memories, musical memories that I have. Which is, that was subtle. Ooh, ooh, that was that didn't taste right. <laughs> that spinach coming back to get you. Yeah. 
I actually had broccoli cheese soup at the restaurant last night, so. What the hell? What's that? I hear crumpling. Taste. That's oh, me. Really no. I'm, crunch- <laughs> I'm crunching. Um, mint malt Maltesers. Ooh, Maltesers. Mm. What the hell's that? Um, uh, what the hell's that? You ever have a Whopper? From Burger King? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I've had Whopper. I believe that's a Malteser. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, these are mint flavored. The dark chocolate covered mint flavored. Cool. Well, that sounds delicious. <laughs> so, Shane, um, what what did you think of the soundtrack to the thing? It's fantastic. Um, again, it's one of those films that you can watch. I mean, for me, the thing is, it was one of those movies um, that I couldn't really get into for years. I watched it. Years. That's insane. I've never heard that. Right. Well, hear me out. It was weird because I remember watching it when I was a kid and I didn't really like it. And I still don't like the scene with the dogs. I just heard Mike's butthole pucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, it was one of those films that I watched years ago and I didn't really like it. Um, but hello, mate. And it was... Uh, come on, man. You acted like like a buddy just walked in the door. <laughs> oh, nice. So now we know whenever Shane comes into his flat, he opens the door. That's the first thing he says when Ziggy runs up. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was over the years. It was it was one of those films. Each time I watched it, I actually grew on me. And I do like the thing a lot. It is one of those film, one of those films that I do enjoy now, but I still don't like the scene with the dogs when the thing is killing all the dogs. I don't like that scene yeah. at all. I never had them because um, there's like there's there's that one dog that's leaning off to the side as if it's trying to get away from it, and it just can't get away from it. Yeah, you know, yeah, that wasn't even in the script. That dog did that on its own. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. It just seemed too fucking real for me, you know. Well, they're all dead now. Yeah, they are indeed. But um, (laughs) it was just one of the... The soundtrack itself, I just think it's really... It's perfect. It suits it nicely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I can quite happily listen to that. Mike, did you ever get the um, Waxwork edition of that? No. um, I have not been... I I really want to get a lot of horse scores and soundtracks, but I... I just don't for some reason. And when I get my, my new job this year, I'm going to fucking go balls out with these because I love the <laughs> artwork for the thing and I love the artwork for most horror films. And actually, uh, A Place By Me has a lot of like picture discs and stuff for horror. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I got I to start framing a lot of these because I really, side note, I know this is going off tangent, but like when I get a, like a gaming room and a movie room, I really want to like frame my video game soundtracks that I have on vinyl mm. and uh our soundtracks too so i really waxwork is going to become like my other home online i've got another side note completely unrelated but i wanted to ask you guys because you two are probably the only ones that i know that would uh know about this shit are cassettes coming back oh yeah yes because i've seen multiple releases coming through my email on updates for like you know whatever whatever bands i'm subscribed to or something 
And like, oh, now we're releasing this album, digitally remastered, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, get the vinyl, get the picture disc, get the cassette. And I'm like, who the fuck is buying a cassette? I actually bought a, uh, a black metal cassette <laughs> last year or the year before by a band called like uh, Skyrim or something. I couldn't even tell you. But um, the, the band I brought up earlier, Gruesome, they are, I pre-ordered their uh, limited edition picture disc. And they also had a limited to 100 uh, yellow cassette of their new album, too. So, I mean, I, mean, I see a lot myself, of metal bands releasing cassettes and vinyl of their shit. Myself, growing up in the day of cassettes, cassettes sucked. Oh, they're like, terrible. Fast forward, it's the worst. And that's why they're limited. It sounded awful. And that's why this one was limited to 100, I'm sure. I just, <laughs> that's so sorry about my, when guys were talking about vinyl, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that fucking cassette. I'm like, god damn I it. think vinyl's selling a lot more than CDs now. It is. I think yeah, I read that. I, I bet so. I, um, I read something the other day through the, um... Uh, the BPI, which is like the British equivalent of um, the uh, MPAA or whatever it is okay. in the States. And they were talking about how cassettes are outselling CDs and vinyl is basically outselling all of it. Yep. Because there are more wow. there's more people buying vinyl these days than there ever, ever was before. Well, they make it more fun to collect. They make it make well, it more fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, right? It's like people say say that vinyl died out. It never really went away. It was just less bands were promoting it because they were selling more CDs. Yeah, and when they bring yeah. out a vinyl, um, it'd be like a limited edition thing. Um. So, I mean, I've got a lot of vinyl. I, up until about six or seven years ago, you could buy vinyl really cheap. It's like you could buy a 12-inch single for $3.99, where now, if you want to buy a 7-inch single, you have to pay $14.99 for it. Where years ago, you could buy 7-inch singles for 99 pence when they were being re-released, or when they were being released. And you could buy picture disc 7-inch vinyls for like one ninety nine, where now you're paying in excess of fourteen ninety nine to twenty five ninety nine for a fucking piece of vinyl. Yep, I, I um, collect a lot of the limited edition stuff. Like yeah. uh, you got, um, I am eight bit for uh, video game soundtracks. You got Waxwork. Oh, wow. um, you got uh, who else? They have uh, for music. You have Mondo. Mondo's doing yeah. um, a ton of uh, music stuff. Arrow's doing wow. vinyl releases now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I have an Arrow uh, release actually. I just remembered that um, pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have uh, this video game company called Limited Run. They actually get with uh, video game developers, and they're like, "Hey, let's make your game that's never been released on uh, physical media. Let's put it on physical media, but for a super limited edition." And they come out yeah. with super limited editions every single week. And people buy that shit up. They sell out in literally seconds. It's crazy. But I have a vinyl. I have a vinyl soundtrack to um, Ryan. What the hell is the name of that game? It's that. Uh, it's the video game where people. <laughs> it, it was came out in like the eighties or nineties. But like all these women get okay. like kidnapped and raped. And it was like that night s- trap. Night trap. Yeah, I got the limited edition red vinyl for night trap. It was like limited to three hundred. <laughs> It came out uh, through limited runs, so the demand is high for like physical media when it comes to limited editions. But you have regular black vinyl. I see that being sold along with the CDs now, to, to, for all my oh. bands. All my bands release the vinyl now. 
So it's kind of crazy. That's gonna, make, that's gonna make me get a record player now. Uh, it's I've I've got like my cousin into vinyl collecting. Uh, Shane has told me he's he got a few because of me. It's like I yeah. I see these limited edition artwork and soundtracks and all this stuff. I got the Super Castlevania Four soundtrack from. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I think it's from Mondo. See, you so sad. Cool. What's sad, Mike, is that I, I probably know more about video game soundtracks than I do mo- horror movies. Oh, soundtracks. yeah. And it's, it's so. I'm like, oh, I love that one. That one's great. I got the Sunset Rider soundtrack, like I said before, oh from I Am 8 It's funny you talk about like, the Mondo stuff, Mike, because I've been after the Shaun of the Dead and the Hot Fuzz vinyls. You can't um, get that? Yeah, well, I can, but oh, okay. my, one of the only shop in Norwich that sells it are charging £50 a copy. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not paying that much, just for vinyl. Bearing in mind that the Hot Fuzz soundtrack has only got seven songs on it. Yeah. It's got seven pieces of music on it. Where the Shaun of the Dead one, the one that you have, it's got the full soundtrack score on it. Yep, Val got great. that for me for my birthday, I think, last yeah. year. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, and that guy, uh, the guy who's selling it, he's charging fifty pounds for it. The hot fire. Short of the dead is a uh, short of the dead's goblin. It's got a goblin right? on there. Yeah, it has one yeah. piece of music with a goblin on there, um, and that's from that's the door of the dead queue. <laughs> yep, that's why. Yep. Um, well, I thought they also had. I thought they also did some music for Shaun of the Dead. No, no. Um, oh really? Yeah, it was. It was basically they have a ma- they have a main contributor. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but um, they have one main contributor they go to for the soundtrack work. And when it came to putting the soundtrack together, they had all of the songs on the film, and they wanted obviously pieces of music to fit in. So they got the gonk from Dawn of the Dead, used the opening bars from Dawn of the Dead, and they remixed the gonk. Um, for the end theme, they yeah, gave it. Us, they gave it some like hip hop beats and stuff like that. It's kind of funky. Um, so speaking of Dawn of the Dead and yes, Goblin, moving swiftly into nicely, an excellent transition into Indeed. my second movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is Dawn of the Dead, uh, also known as Zombie. Um, when it was released in Europe, and I mention that only because I, I, I'm going to be specific, more specifically talking about the the European cut um, of Dawn of the Dead, usually titled Zombie, uh, which was edited by Dario Argento, and has more Goblin music put in than in the in the U.S. theatrical cut or the director's cut. Um, both of those do have Goblin music in them. But it's um, the the tracks are longer, and there's more tracks in the European version. Um, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Goblin is a synth rock band, um, sort of like what uh, Claudio Simonetti was in, as I mentioned earlier. And um, only this is sort of where he got his start. Became like you know, uh, Goblin became legendary in Italian movies, essentially. Uh, stuff like Phenomena and um, Suspiria, a lot of Argento stuff, a lot of other Giallo stuff that they did work in. It's all got that great 70s and 80s like synth. Um, uh, but yeah, but they do a whole bunch of different varieties. <clears throat> and if you if you watch Dawn of the Dead and uh, like a song sticks in your head or you're like, oh, that's a weird piece of music. It's usually Goblin um, because they're they got some crazy stuff that goes on there and they really 
do set the tone for some scenes. Uh, specifically, I'm going to mention a couple when the the characters are running through the mall and having a great time, like, you know, sort of tearing apart the mall, going in the bank and throwing the money and uh, eating all the food and everything and having, like, a good time. That sort of goofy stuff going on, on around the background is Goblin. But also the, like, foreboding music is, like, the zombies are looming in the countryside. All that's Goblin. It's all this great variety. And, um, yeah, if you go, like, uh, actually, Amazon Prime has the uh, the zombie soundtrack, um, the full Goblin set. And it, it's streaming for free. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can just listen to it. Which is, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. There's three or four tracks on there that are absolutely amazing. And you're like, wow, I might just actually add these, you know, to my playlist to be listening to. Because they're pretty fucking good. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, we don't have to really talk much about Dawn of the Dead. I think we've probably covered that in three or four episodes already. Uh, but it's great. The soundtrack itself is amazing. And I thought this was a pretty good standout one for uh, the Goblin guys themselves. Because I was hoping we would cover... You know, the sort of the big hitters in the horror world. Um, Carpenter, Goblin, Ennio Morricone. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was uh, some great uh, great stuff for the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. Have you seen the, uh, I don't know if Shane brought it up too, but have you seen the Waxwork Dawn of the Dead vinyl? Yes. Yeah. I, I have seen it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's also it fucking so nice. Uh, <laughs> for good reason, yeah. too. Yeah. No, that pissed me off, that did. Because I went to, I ordered that and then had to cancel it because if I didn't cancel it, I would have no internet for a month. So I cancelled the order. <laughs> yeah, I then cancelled the order and then I had money go into my bank and I went back. I got very excited. I went back to Waxwork to go and order my copy and it had sold out. So since you were dying to get this, Shane, what do you think of the soundtrack itself? The soundtrack is amazing. It really is, because, I mean, it's so typically 1970s synth rock. And it's kind of like the um, what you would call the progressive uh, synth rock. <clears throat> so prog. It's prog, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, it's I listen to it, it's so chilled out. It's one of those albums I can quite happily listen to and chill out you know, late at night reading a book or something like that. And yeah. And I, well, it just pisses me off. Like I can't fucking get it on vinyl right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's an amazing soundtrack album. It really is. Um, if you guys it. like um, like that kind of stuff, sorry to cut you off, Shane, but you That's reminded right. me when you said zombie. Um, there's a band called Zombie, and it's like a synthwave American duo that they um, they've toured with Goblin, mm. and they're oh, really? yeah they're uh, they're uh, signed to Relapse Records, and their album Spirit Animal is like completely chill and really reminiscent of like Goblin and. Um, stuff that you know in that kind of scores so if you guys like that I, I would definitely check that out see the thing with the waxwork um version of the the dawn of the dead soundtrack is the complete score it's everything including all the stuff they didn't use there's like 30 mm. tracks on it and oh, shit. yeah and there's like the, the vinyl itself is gorgeous. It really is. Like Mike said, it's beautiful. I mean, I've got the Day of the Dead soundtrack. It's the clear vinyl with, with the blood red splatters. 
and that's a thing of beauty itself. But um, this one and a better movie, yeah, and a better movie. Um, <laughs> but this one, uh, Dawn of the Dead, it was it's just one of those soundtrack albums that I like because it has happy memories for it as well. I have a lot of happy memories associated with that film and the soundtrack. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'll bring you back to whenever you heard it because oh, yeah. there's no mistaking it for anything else. It's it's unique. And yeah. uh, I mean, even amongst the other Romero zombie films, because they never really had another soundtrack like um, Dawn of the Dead. No. So what'd you think of it yourself, Mike? I know you've you've seen the movie a bunch of times. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. It, it, it really... Uh... I'll wait for Shane to get them. There we go. Um, <laughs> I'll, um, it, it really fits the movie super well. Um, I'm not huge on scores, like I keep saying, but it's it's a Dawn of Dead's got a great score. It's got a great, great soundtrack. It's awesome. I feel like it's one of those ones, too. Like, if you heard it and you were, you know, somewhere else, you were at a party and it popped on in the background, you'd be like, what is that? Dawn of the Dead? Like, it sounds, it sounds like Dawn of the Dead. Yep. You know, it has its own sort of standout thing, which is pretty fucking cool. Especially for a zombie movie. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we got. So, Shane, have you come up with a second movie to discuss? I have. Oh, boy. Yes. Here we go. All right, now, it's not quite the season, but did you just fart? <laughs> Maybe. That sounded kind of pipsqueaky. <laughs> that, oh my god oh, <laughs> Did that have a bit that of, took a deep breath that was a mistake was it a bit of a hummer <laughs> I wouldn't call it that and exhale um, alright I'm gonna survive yeah gonna survive oh, yeah. right okay well like I say it's not quite the season and this also kind of ties in nicely with the whole wax work records discussion as well but my second fa- um, soundtrack I'm going to talk about is Trick or Treat. Ah, see, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, see, now I love this soundtrack simply because it is everything that epit- it's the epitome of Halloween. It's the epitome of a season, and it's creepy, it's kooky, and it's got some amazing little themes in there. And complete with the creepy children singing the choir-like voices and stuff like that. It's just fucking amazing. And I love it. Hang on one second. Is he going to fart in the microphone? (laughs) What is he doing? Shit. Whatever you're showing us is now broke. No, that was the mic. Um, <laughs> Alright, this is what I'm talking about. Oh, is that the waxwork? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. If, um, see, this is one of my favorite purchases that I made last year. Primarily because everything about it is beautiful, it opens up quite nicely. Um, nice little gatefold sleeve, complete with total full liner notes as well. But this is my favourite part of it because it's a double picture disc. 
So now, I know none of you listening could see this. But no. Shane's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Shane's final he's holding up has a nice pumpkin face cut out. Yeah. And see, that's disc one. Disc two has got the two faces of Sam on it as well, which is why it's so fucking awesome. Um, so you've got Sam's face covered, obviously. And then you have Demon Sam. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No. That is a gorgeous set. Well, it cost me $54, and which worked out to be £42 yep. for me. And it was one of my favorite purchases that I made last year. Now, the soundtrack itself has, it's got all the, all the themes from the movie, but it's also got six additional tracks that weren't featured in the film, or sorry, six additional uh, musical cues that weren't in the film. Um, and it kind of, what they've done with it, they've kind of said it's one of those ones that you could listen to and play during a Halloween party. Pardon me, Halloween party. So they kind of like add the extra dimension because it's basically soundscapes and sound effects that they never used in the film, but they've just put it on the soundtrack score. Oh. Um, so, uh, and you can still buy it as well for those who are interested. You can still get it on Waxed Work. But for me, the soundtrack itself is just perfect. It's got everything that you want in a creepy Halloween style movie. So, um, and it's atmospheric as well. I mean, because the film itself, you've got you've got some great. It's got a great cast in it, and who doesn't love Sackheaded Sam? You know, mm. um, so I'm, I love him that much. I'm getting him tattooed later on this year. So uh, that's uh, that's something that I'm looking forward to. In fact, I'm getting the upper half of my arm finished on the first of June which will tie in quite nicely because I'm getting a horror sleeve done. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, for me, the soundtrack for Trick Our Treat is amazing. Everything about it is cool as fuck. I mean, the film itself has got some good tunes and it. it's even got Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams used in the yep. Wolf transformation scene, which is great. Um, and it's just, it just, everything about the film, it just oozes Halloween. Yeah, and because for you guys, you celebrate Halloween as a national holiday, and the UK. Well, I, don't, I don't know that we do that. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, you guys go all out, and the UK is like Halloween is practically fucking unheard of. It's like you mention Halloween, and people sneer them, sneer their noses out at you, and they really? frown upon it. Yeah, it's see, it's like it's why it makes me think I should have been born and brought up in the USA because I love everything about Halloween. And there are certain aspects that I love about the US that other people don't get. Yeah, we don't have Maltesers, though. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's um, for me, it's just it's one of my favorite films because I can watch Trick or Trick or Treat any fucking time I want because it always puts me in a good mood. Yeah, and, and you're right about it. Definitely holds the Halloween mood. Yeah, because uh, watching watching that movie, it, it's a full hundred percent Halloween, including the soundtrack. Yeah, which unfortunately, like Mike has mentioned, uh, it, it, it's not 
like in my head. I can't think of it right now, but I'm sure if I was watching it, you know, I I heard some people have said in the past that the best thing a soundtrack can do is not be like distracting, yeah. really add to the movie. And I think uh, this is probably an example of that. That if you were like just listening to it, you'd be no. like, oh yeah, the, this this feels like Halloween. Yeah, because I, I bought I actually have the CD soundtrack as well, um, and I was listening to it the other night. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to talk about this or I'm going to have to talk about something. But I just couldn't decide on what fucking film I was going to go for. Because initially, <laughs> initially I had From Hell, um, the Johnny yep. Depp, Heather Graham film. And I love that soundtrack because it's very Victorian Gothic. It's very atmospheric, very, you know, 18th century kind of deal. But then you've got... Stuff like, like I mentioned, Natural Born Killers, although it's not a horror soundtrack, it's still an amazing soundtrack album to listen to. Yeah. Um, Lost Highway, another one, David Lynch's Lost Highway. That was a good soundtrack because that was put together by Trent Reznor. Um, and it's, uh, there's so many soundtracks out there I could listen to um, that I can say that I love. I mean, uh, New Nightmare, another one. Um hmm. That's got a great soundtrack to it. I actually own that on CD. Um, I was lucky enough to find it on CD a couple of years ago in one of my local charity shops. And I was like, do you have any more soundtrack albums? And they were like, no, sorry, that's the only one we got. And I went, well, you haven't got it anymore because I'm buying the fucker. So that was about it, really. But, yeah, I love Trick or Treat. I think it's a great film. It's a great soundtrack. It's atmospheric. It's genius. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, let's, uh, I wanted to make sure I cover some of the other write-ins we had from some of the people that wrote in. Mm-hmm. So on the uh, the UHM fans group, uh, I put out a call for one of your favorite soundtracks and told them I'd read the names. So I'm just going to go through a few of them here. If anything stands out, you boys catch me and mention it. So uh, Karen Brown says, uh, Lost Boys and Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, uh, Lost Boys, excellent choice. You got Sexy Sax Man. Probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Hare says Deep Red, Suspiria, the Howling, the I'm sorry, my Deep Red, Suspiria, Halloween, the Fog, Demons, the Witch, Turbo Kid, and It Follows. Turbo Kid's got uh, a good all one. Those are great. Turbo. Yeah, Turbo Kid is that's a great choice. Turbo Kid is awesome. I've got that. Uh, Mel Jones says again Lost Lost Boys and Blade. He says Blade X. What is that? It's got to be just Blade, right? Yeah. That's a type yeah. Uh, Tracy Babarski says, trick trick or treat, Shane, not trick or Yeah, that's the soundtrack by Fastway. Yep. The Devil's Candy and Deliver Us from Evil. I uh, can't say I'm familiar with those last two in terms of soundtracks. Uh, Rob Robinson says, Dawn of the Dead. Obviously great. Karen Neal says, Lost Boys. Uh, let's see. Uh, and I apologize to anyone whose name I absolutely obliterate, but it's going to happen. Uh, Tia Gillespie. Gillespie? Gillespie. would be Gillespie. <laughs> okay. Devil's Rejects and, of course, Lost Boys. All right. Uh, Kim Karam says Lost Boys and Queen of the Damned. I guess those are big sellers, Lost Boys and Queen of the Damned. They keep popping up. Yeah. Queen of the Damned's got, like, a similar soundtrack that, uh, you know... Resident Evil, Freddy vs. Jason have. I think yes. Static X is on there uh, predominantly. And... Yeah, you've got mm-hmm. Static X, you've got Marilyn Manson, you've got Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Corn, <laughs> um, because the songs 
in the film were written by Jonathan Davis from Corn. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. I guess I gotta go. I gotta go back and watch that now because I for, it just doesn't. Say, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. See that movie sucks, right? As <laughs> that's why I haven't seen it since well, it came well, yeah, out. The thing is, because I remember going to see that at the cinema years ago, and there was a group of about ten of us who went, and me and my friend Deborah, because we've, we've both read the Anne Rice books, and we were just sitting there, <laughs> we were just tearing the film apart in in the cinema. And then Deftones, Changing the House of Flies came on, and we just both sat there and went, ooh, and went completely silent for that whole scene. We were like, well, it looked shit, but the soundtrack was amazing. It looked shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. But, um, I mean, have you got more? Have you got more people? Oh, yeah, I got a, t- I got a ton more. Yeah, I've got a load as well. All right, Brian, I'll try to squeeze through these. Brian Riley Velez says The Fog and It Follows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it Follows is a good choice, too. Mm-hmm. I know we mentioned that before, but that's a great throwback soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Um, our buddy Adam Johnstone uh, says favorite soundtrack as far as uh, music by bands goes by Return of the Living Dead, yes. which is fucking... I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent choice. Uh, and he says anything by Carpenter and Goblin a close second. Uh, Alex Cato says Maximum Overdrive, the ACDC soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Georginia James, Lost Boys, 28 Days Later. I don't remember the 28 Days soundtrack, Shane. What's that it's like? It's instrumental score pieces. It's actually really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Anthony Luke Dreyer, Dreyer says Exorcist 3 and Jaws. Mm-hmm. Jaws is, of course, I mean, that's that's legend amongst all cinema. Yeah. You know? That's just not, that goes without saying. The Jaws theme, you could hear it no matter what. You know yeah. what that is. Uh, then we got a few others. Um, Jordan, Jordan McCuster says Halloween Tenabre. Um, and then we got Jeff McCary, Demon Knight. Great choice. Um, Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Right up there on those. Uh, Anne Marie Torta says The Crow. I know you got to be a fan of that one, Shane. I, even I had that soundtrack. I've got both soundtracks. What does that mean? Both soundtracks? You've got the one with the songs on, and you've also got the score. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, the score is by Graham Ravel. Mm-hmm. And it's literally every single sound cue from the film on one CD. There's like 13 tracks on there. They're all awesome, very atmospheric. Awesome. Uh, our buddy Patty. From mm-hmm. Extreme Horror Cinema says Necromantic, um, which while that one doesn't ring a bell, I'm sure it's actually pretty good. Right. Uh, also, Craig Larson says Demon Knight, Strange Land, and Maximum Overdrive, top three all day, any day. He says Strange Land, huh? I haven't seen that movie in forever. I've never seen Wait, that movie. So, did D. Snyder make the soundtrack, or was that I don't know? Else? No, I, I don't start, know. He, he wrote it, didn't he? But the soundtrack itself is all metal bands. It's all different metal bands. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember it. Yeah. So, I think that's what I'll leave uh, leave mine for here, Shane. Uh, you got uh, any interesting ones you want to? Yes, read? I have a few. Um, when I say a few, there's about fifteen here. I think. Right, I know. I, right. I cut mine off. I was like, "That's well, enough." <laughs> well, well, most of mine are from Instagram. So, because I had a lot of people who messaged me on Instagram as well as leaving comments and stuff, and I've got um, a eight one two four two nine. He like he says Bride of Chucky, Natural Born Killers, which I would agree with, Queen of the Damned. And for some reason he said Airheads, 
I can only imagine it being the horror. <laughs> I, can, I love that movie. You know, I can only imagine it's the horror of Brendan Fraser's wig. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wonderland, I've got Troy forced my hand, says Suspiria and the witch. Um, our friend uh, Killer Cabano, or, or Miguel, he says the Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas revisited, specifically Corns kidnapped the Sandy Claws. And I have never there's a there's a, a corn song for Nightmare That's, Before Christmas. The whole soundtrack was re-recorded. It was like for the anniversary, and it was done by contemporary bands, where they recorded each their favorite tracks. So you've got Corn on there doing "Kidnap the Santa Claus," Marilyn Manson doing "This Is Halloween," and you've got all these That's other metal cool. bands. Yeah, you've got all these all, right. all these other bands doing various their takes on these tracks. Um, now I'm interested. Now you yeah, got me. Right. Like, I think I need to listen to this. Yeah. Um, Liam Coburn Crawshaw, he says, Return of the Living Dead, Surf Nazis Must Die, Street, oh my God. Yeah, street <laughs> Trash, Queen of the Damned, and Chud. Right. Street Trash? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember any music in Street Trash. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think the flying penis bouncing back and forth <laughs> distracted me from the music. <laughs> yeah, um, the Sin Punisher, he says Queen of the Damned and Demon Knight. Um, Stud Baker Mike says Devil's Rejects, The Omen and The Exorcist. Um, mm-hmm. Just Lofty says Candyman and Anything by Danny Elfman, which in fact I'm inclined yeah. to agree. Um, the Film Ninja says The Exorcist and Halloween. Um Patrick Timothy Shaw says Phenomena. Um, Tattoo Bearded Big Boy says The Lost Boys. Joshua Williamson says Friday the 13th from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Cherry Zealand, she says Night of the Demons, Donnie Darko and The Quet or The Guest. And then Lee Taylor says Poltergeist. Hmm. Excellent. So yeah. Well, those were all actually some decent selections in there. Probably anything we could have gone over. Mm. But but we finally did it, Shane. We did our soundtrack episode. About fucking time too. And we can revisit it two years from now. No, we fucking can't. We'll be doing it on sooner than that. <laughs> have you guys uh, have you guys saw the raid or seen the raid? Of course. That's the, got the first one. Yes. That's got an amazing soundtrack. That's uh, Mike Shinoda from um, Lincoln Park. Yep. It's the wow. the final like scene, the final battle scene. Always gives me goosebumps when I watch it because the music is so well done in that scene. I've got to fucking watch that. I haven't watched that for ages. I'm after, yeah, I'm after. yeah, me too. I you know what? I need to watch that and part two because I recently got part two and it's been forever since it came out and I finally picked it up. And I'm like, shit, I don't remember one. I'm gonna go back and watch that. First. I saw two in theaters. Because it had a Ooh. super limited run. There was like 10 Fucking people in my movie theater. Hammer Girl. She was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was straight out of a comic book. It was fantastic. Fucking loved Hammer Girl. She was awesome. Not a horror movie, but it's still got no. a great, great oh, soundtrack. No. I mean, it's that scene where she's on the train. She takes out all those fucking henchmen. It's just like amazing. <laughs> yep. I love that. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think that pretty much just about does it for uh, for right now. I mean, we could talk I think, about uh, contracts for fucking longer, but no. This... I'm sure we could. Yeah. You could, Shane. You're, I think you're way ahead of myself, absolutely. <laughs> Probably ahead of Mike. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so next episode's the 50th, boys. Yeah. We're going to have a... We'll start our 50th, 50th extravaganza. Which, whatever that is. <laughs> yes. So, this uh, one's uh, the next one, I believe. Yeah, we're, we're pl- we've been planning this for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. A- actual work went into the next episode, folks. With shock horror. You know... Yep, and I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sure Shane will actually come up with some movies to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, put me on the fucking spot. Why don't you? I mean, crying out loud. <laughs> oh, not right now, Shane. We got we got a little while. I know. So um, I think that's about it for now, boys. Um, you can catch us on the Facebook groups. Uh, All you need is blood. Um, the UHM fans group. Uh, you can find us on upcominghorrormovies.com in the message board. And um, uh, on Instagram, all you need is blood pod. Gmail, all you need is blood pod. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo, as well as on Facebook. Yeah, you can catch. And, uh, yeah, you can catch me on um, the Facebook groups, um, the Twitters, the um, Insta Spaz. Um, uh, yeah. You you want to give your usernames on those? All right. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, they know what it is, but yeah, I mean, Dead, uh, Dead Cell Society on Twitter, Dead Cell Society 74 on Instagram. Hey, Mike? Um, I'm on the Upcoming Horror Movies website, the forum, and I'm on Instagram. Uh, my name on Instagram is my last name, Whittemore with a zero. Because he's different like that. Because <laughs> when I made it, I was a rebel so many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I have. You should have heard how much uh, Mushroom Head he was listening to then. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oof. I saw Mushroom Head eight times. Really? Yes. What? I used to. I used to <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when I was in my big phase of Mushroom Head, like 10 or 15 years ago. I, I loved Mushroom Head. I saw him all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, that's. Uh, what? That's really funny, actually, because you talk about Mushroom Head. I mean, I never saw Slipknot live or anything like that, but I saw Murder Dolls, and I met Joey Jordanson. And that guy's fuck—he's like a midget. You could like fucking fold him up in a glove and stick him in the glove box, you know. Yeah, he's a small—he's a small man. But dude, he plays the drums. He's fucking good guitarist as well. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out he's also a Bauhaus fan, so he got my vote because Bauhaus (laughs) are one of my favorite bands. And we had a good discussion about. House, and then he made the fatal flaw of asking me um, out of the two of us who was more goth um, because he asked me what my favourite Bauhaus song was and when I said it was Hollow Hills he went fuck you I goth me 10 to 1 I was like plus I'm bigger than you and he went yeah there is that so- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah but yeah he was cool so yeah, that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, like and subscribe this podcast, or we'll die, and you don't want that to happen. No. <laughs> and we'll catch everyone next time. <laughs> Bye for now. Ladies. Bye. Oh yes, butter just started barking. <laughs> right on. To the last word. <laughs>